Yesterday we had a discussion on AI and CX and much was on the argumentation about the sociological need regarding artificial intelligence and the perspectives regarding, uh, you know, sensitivity concerns. Also, the very deep aspect about CX is connected with algorithmic policy. So when I actually talk about policing algorithms, the question was regarding uh, the identity perspectives of humans and the also how come we can actually preserve originality. So, uh, as time goes on, I'll pass on to the panelists accordingly and we'll start. So, uh, let's start with the sir. Uh, sir, are you, are you hoping you'll hear me? Yes, yes, yes. So, uh, let me start with the motion of the question Alexa's 
is about providing density capability. You can take for example the same train route. May go haywire for some point of time and it is understandable. Maybe by less number of situations, very rarely, but still there are possibilities. Let's take those possibilities into the question. But still, what if we haven't provided that dog the teeth? There are no teeth to the dog. How dangerous that dog would be even if it comes to bite you without any teeth? For example, the next Winbrand project, project of Microsoft, if it hasn't got any 3D printer, how good it would have been? It would have been of no use. After the analysis, there would not have been any output. So for all these projects, I think that there would always be one string attached to the humanity and humans or the controllers of that AI project would always be in control of the AI system. And therefore, we only have to, at the very far most situation if we can think, in a superficial manner, we'll have to find only those capabilities which we provided them and all of which we don't have control. The co-relative issues, the collateral Issues, for example, in internet, we have seen the collateral damage of our privacy and privacy sheet. I, I would request the panel to go forward onto the same line. Taking into consideration the second aspect of the AI, or uh, as I discussed, the first aspect of AI, which is the conditional and the limited AI, rather than the Second aspect of it, which is the independent AI. We should be talking about the limited one and which is talking about the consumer experience. Those projects and ideas of the AI which are making consumer life better or advancing towards it. What legal questions could be involved in that? What about the AI biases provided by the same AI engine? as I mentioned previously, or what about those companies' responsibilities in case of running that kind of AI and the biasnesses inherent in those projects itself. I hope now the panel would take further and the audience would also be intended to hear and to limit themselves accordingly. Thank you. Please proceed. Thank you. Thank you, sir. So, now the very basic faction with regards to understanding the case of CX is actually also connected with what we discussed about the two lines of actually what kind of AI we are using. A similar proposition is actually necessary to understand that uh, like as per discussion, we can understand that from a very unitary utility to a very, uh, very higher level utility which we require we actually use artificial intelligence and that actually comes into being in different forms like it can be used in a toothbrush, it can be uh, used uh, obviously in smartphones is possible, it's happening it is used even in your shoes sometimes to actually analyze how much fitness level is there and how much you should walk it can be even used 
for vision purposes, for medical needs. But yes, uh, there actually exist very paradoxes with regards to that. Entity issues always come into being, and with that, the international scenario becomes important. So, um, let me give you a very interesting scenario because uh, we need to actually keep up with time as well, actually, uh, With regards to social media, I'm taking a very interesting example of social media space and AI, which is important. Identity becomes a very important factor here to estimate and actually act upon. So, one of the most profound examples has been the idea of what slacktivism is and how it affects cyberspace and actually how it affects the scenario of actually keeping up with you know the originality of human beings, how actually things are made up. So the topic starts by that in the outskirt areas where conflicts were going on in the Middle East. And also in some prosperous regimes like Egypt and all, although it's not generally prosperous, but it's just okay. Like, uh, so I am referencing countries Egypt, Syria, uh, Yemen, and uh, Saudi and Iran also. Not generally Saudi in that way, but still. But, and also some regions in Mexico, I should say. And also countries in Africa. So after the 1990s, in the 2000s itself, when the internet came, the basic activism against the regimes, the sovereign leaders, was started by social media. And the interesting part was not that Facebook was the only one to start with. Even, even general connective messaging was the first thing. So I, I should not say that social media was the only way to start activism in 2005 cyberspace, but it was a very primary perspective to start with. So what happens is that sometimes we actually utilize data in different forms. And we see that sometimes a revolution comes around with actually the utility of data. And when actually we apply it, there actually exist repercussions. Some real repercussions come into being which we should discuss and understand. So it's more about understanding the objectivity of what data is taken, how is it serialized and how is it valuable. We can't just take any constituent of a line and just give it up or relinquish it to anybody. Okay, just take the data all So much is about understanding this perspective that uh, the way data is operationalized, the way data is accepted, must be taken into a survey. And that's the basic thing all along. So, I was talking about factors. Now, how is it related to AI? I'll tell you how. Earlier, social media patterns were used to be very simple. And they were as simple as we actually live in a human society. So I have some simulated examples to discuss with the audience. I'll actually keep one here. So slackism started in the 2000s and researchers actually found out that the more you don't know somebody in social media, earlier, not right now, because this is also something there, earlier, uh, when there was a case that you don't know somebody in social media on any portal, you know, Instagram, Tinder, uh, Facebook, anything. You actually were in a more technical argument to actually go out with a person and meet. Okay, hi, how are you? Just meet. Done. But as times changed, cyberspace became more complex. It was capitalized in a different way. So, there is something called big data revolution which was This was something which was after. After 2016, it actually became prominent. Uh, as per folks, as per Adobe, as per different surveys by Forrester and HCL and other things. 
the most prominent aspect is that, as I discussed yesterday, and I will uh, this, uh, forward it today, that consumer experience is connected with three factors. First is end-to-end -end user experience, end-to-end -end user acquisition of loyalty. Second is uh, itself about creating a bridge of communication better. And third is about the fact that uh, when the end-to-end -end user uh, experience is done, loyalty is done, and this aspect is done, the whole part is to maintain it. And the maintenance part is already connected with the fact that we actually make many decisions of ourselves lazy via customer experience. That is something which is very interesting. Like for example, uh, Google Duplex, best example, San Francisco 2018, so that which I said, okay, this is Google Duplex. What was Google Duplex? Very simple thing. You are introducing an AI, which is actually making appointments for you. It's a good thing, you are at office, you are a millennial, you are a person or anybody, or you just who is busy and you have to go to office or get somewhere, and you are not even running cops, or you are not in, uh, able to attend your, get your appointments done. So it's a good way actually to use Google Duplex. But a complexity perspective is that uh, I rely a lot of uh, your own uh, personal actions in different ways. Well, there's a contention all. So one more aspect I would like to touch. Uh, and this is related to the transmedia initiatives. That is actually very important for understanding cyberspace and objectivity towards dealing with AI. So the advent of Netflix was a blockbuster and a disaster at the same time. Why? It's because the way the content is spread by Netflix, Amazon Prime, uh, Hotstar, and all those, what happened was that we actually created. Yes, sir, you wish to. So the thing is, like, Netflix did not actually work in the way that they actually injected and penetrated the idea of uh, uh, being invoked towards it, being actually addicted towards it. It's not directly addiction. But it's just like about uh, how you much are interested in things. And that was something which was actually very interesting. So, even if Netflix actually gives a very much exploratory content, Amazon Prime does that, but they are much connected to the idea that there's an article in video, which is very informative, that you are actually uh, connected in a way that you're optimizing yourself to just ending your original freedom. Original liberty that you have. And actually, all the apps, all the big database applications actually do that. Started with IoT, now work further in other initiatives. So, in that way, CX becomes important because CX is actually extracting but also exhausting. And that is something which I found interesting. Uh, yes, so you wish to say something like this. <coughs>
then you write it on and then they used to sing all those songs by and by one by one. Then with the same music, even the new uh, uh, musicians get the chance to come out. So this is another example of the genuine experience where the AI has submitted the part towards it. But can we call it that it is being biased towards them? Then there would be a notion of uh, talking of the um, uh, the neutrality the AI is using. And you see that at the developmental stage, uh, the, the ontological uh, and technological development of the AI is based on certain factors of the problem solving approach and as well as the commercial approach. Now, we have to find out the factor that which one is the more cause for developing that AI functionality. Is it the problem solving approach or is it the commercial approach merely? Second, in the same problem solving and the consumer centric, uh, sorry, commercial approach, what is the level of the neutrality being played by the uh, by the uh, uh, agency or the body of the organization which is using the AI, towards which it is going biased, keeping in mind the basic principles of the consumer behavior and the consumer-centric approach, consumer law towards-centric approach. So that is the point on which we should focus with the conjecture of the AI and the CS. Now, there was some tool in the Google, where is the Google being checked antitrust issues. The antitrust body of the Europe is still looking into the matter of the Google providing the different kind of search results. Now that could be one of the examples of such violations of the Google It was not Google's problem calling the Google Google claimed so, but it was actually not. It was actually based on commercial notion of the Google. Which means that this was the basic problem by which the consumer's interest was being hampered onto the approach of their commercialization, not onto the approach of the problem solving of them. But in Pandora case, we can find out that there was one problem of finding the same nature of music on one music sharing platform. And the AI of Pandora has facilitated towards that in the in the interest of the all and the likeliness and the wants and the willingness of uh, the consumer sector without being biased towards any of the commercial interest of Pandora. Although Pandora would be getting the money or the shares from those newcomers as well, but still it is biased into the sense that the approach taken by the Pandora is towards the consumer centric approach. Okay. So, uh, yes, uh, indeed, this is a very interesting perspective of Pandora actually given, and uh, that's quite interesting. In fact, in case of antitrust laws, what happens is that uh, if we go to Amazon in general, 
what happens in the US and all, all over the world is that uh, Amazon actually gives up a lot of things. So like, actually they provide you cheaper goods, cheaper services, cheaper products. And actually try to leverage the case that, okay, uh, okay, we are providing something cheap, something good, and they actually do at the expense of themselves, but also at the expense of the people who are actually working at Amazon. And actually that uh, affects in different forms. So the conflict that comes to me with them is how much are they creating addictive and how much is it important to deal with them? There's nothing like we don't need data mining here because data mining actually employs a which to actually use the data. But maybe the exhausted, uh, I'm using a new word, I can't think that, exhaustionist approach towards just soaking data from people and then putting them into a vicious cycle or a viscous cycle of just being affected and influenced by that is something which is of a big concern. I mean, if you actually look at the concept of Google, it is pretty obvious to understand that what they actually give in terms of CX is actually about um, more treating you like a product and creating products and services for yourself. And so you also become a pseudo service for them, which is ironically drastic because uh, that is something which is really incredible. Uh, yes, sir, you wish to say something? Uh, when we see the example of the Amazon, yeah. uh, I would relate it with my previous two um, like motion and inquiries which I posed towards you. I am not sure what did you ask, I could not hear it, but still, the Amazon thing uh, is also taking up uh, the use of the AI for providing the better consumer experience. But as I said, there are three elements which we look towards into. The one is the problem solving approach which Amazon provided very well. Yes, it was finding a solution towards providing the better result for the uh, buyers. Those who are watching the same product or they have bought the similar products or the related products could be shown to them for their easiness. So one problem solving approach was found. The second consumer centric approach this is the consumer centric approach without being biased towards the person. Now, uh, uh, the, the second point is about the uh, commercialization. Of course, Amazon is getting the money even from those uh, vendors by showing them into the list. Now there comes the third part of the neutrality. That where they stand into the sense of the neutrality, are they being biased towards those vendors or they are being biased towards their consumers. Now this is a very objective thing to be looked into the perspectives from the, um, the regulator or from the third person and also objectively into the each cases provided to them. And a detailed and the mind study is needed. Now of course as we can primarily uh, look towards it, the Amazon is showing the list which is again good for the consumer and consumer is not getting any loss from that is the primary issue by which no action till now have been questioned or 
in uh, uh, over the Amazon could be one of the reasons on to which I would like to step. And very often will be give the question clearly or uh, have I prepared in this way? Okay, that's really interesting to know about. Um, anybody would like to raise any questions or any, anything what you actually understand about the phenomena of what we discussed, like examples of Pandora and Amazon? Um, anybody would like to raise any questions first? Okay. That's uh, funny. So, um, in broader terms, what we can actually conclude and understand is that after the very schema of commercialization and actually uh, keeping many parameters and touch points where actually the very product or services which is being made is connected, either it becomes centric to any particular constituent of what actually we have to sell or what actually we have to provide. So that is something which indeed is a model related to capitalize the whole cyberspace. But he said also the instance of understanding uh, there is a need to feel will actually the service perspective or the service ethos of what CX really is actually serves. What exactly do we require is not about just taking Maybe much is about understanding that uh, really we need to calibrate ourselves what needs actually become a perspective which need not to be controlled with CX all the time. But yes, at the same time we should never forget that CX is very important because it gives a lot of demographic and geographic perspective of how people live in different dimensions like it can give a lot of stuff about understanding how people need things and actually it breaks the barriers of material needs as well. So that's the perspective of the potential of CX and also the, you know, the question beyond what's happening. Uh, so I hope you can hear me. So uh, my uh, basic uh, curiosity to ask this question is this, uh, which I'm asking. That is, will there be any saturation stage within 30 years or so? Can we expect, although we don't know, or maybe within 10 years, who knows, where actually we need not to rely on much on CX and actually it becomes a common phenomenon, other than just being, you know, the aspect that uh, the acquisition of loyalty is actually uh, not made at the lays of the people, but actually at something else. Because when people are lazy to actually just uh, show us, show us sign of that okay, they accept, they feel some uh, particular company lawyer, or some particular person who represents the company lawyer. Then, is it the case that within 10 years or so, CX could change everything, or like there can be something beyond CX in terms of its ontological development? Like, what is it about it? There can be anything beyond. Yes, of course. There can is going to saturate to that extent and it is very much possible. But the point is that from the angle of the consumer-centric approach, we have to look towards the solution of this problem as well. And then 
in the motion from the present aspect, we can take into consideration the uh, the present, um, uh, or we can take analogy from the present privacy uh, law discourses. As it happens, that these companies are also taking up the data, and then the privacy as a constitutional right to information of the uh, privacy and informational privacy. And then the second point of the data protection itself, which is I don't find it to be into the part of the constitutional notion, but all, but again into the notion of the commercial law. So keeping in mind the two different aspects, the right to informational privacy under the constitutional manners and the constitutionalism as it has been provided, and the second point of the data protection as provided by the commercial law principles protecting the consumerism. In these two aspects, we can find out the analogy to discuss even the CX problems which are going to such an extent and the saturation is taken up. What happens that at present in the privacy and the data protection approach, the companies are being questioned to the extent of the usability of the data being taken from the people. Similarly, in the CX approach, they would be also questioning the data and the biasness and the need of the need of the um, you know AI and the use of AI to the extent where it becomes liable towards the uh, consumer or the consumerism principles. Now, the test the, the test points to check can be analogy from the principle of the uh, data protection and the privacy principles. And the companies always would be questioned onto the same line. Let's see what happened in the uh, cases of the antitrust issues coming in the privacy uh, or, or in, in the other technological uh, <laughs> issues. Thank you so much, sir, for your kind words, actually. Uh, now we address some questions all along. And we are just having a group of Yes, sir. Yes. Uh, so my uh, question would be, so, you know, when you to the screen, okay, uh, so this process actually uses a lot of data, actually collects a huge amount of data from, you know, from various people, from various backgrounds, various countries. So, you know, how should we put an effort towards localization? So that you know, the data is not going towards the other countries. Okay, because for example, the international companies if we go and see Amazon is, is a worldwide uh, company. So it can it does collect data from right from our phones, from laptops, computers, what yeah. we want, what we search. So you know, uh, it's a the central organizations are not based in India itself. So the data is definitely going to their central server. So should we really focus more on the localization? Because this thing is going to happen for a really long time. So we should protect our own identity also now, what we want, need. So, so, so what would be your point of view? Okay, so I'll forward this question to Sir as well. So before I answer, I'll just let you know the question, sir. What actually the guy is asking is, the person is asking is that, uh, when we say that such antitrust allegations come into being, such issues come into being to CX, it is actually owed to globalization. So, if, is it actually a necessity that uh, we need to just localize this aspect of what actually CX does or we need to just localize it so as to protect our identity? I'll just take your point on this. I'll just give my point first as well. See, 
Indeed, globalization has a lot of good things all along. But the thing is, right, globalization did not do this first. Second, there is much, I guess, lack of technical literacy, I should say, not among people, but among companies to actually how to carefully and delicately deal with them. There's, there's already a understanding of right to be forgotten, uh, right to be informed, and right to education. But the thing is that the better approach would be to synchronize and actually make the procedural usage of data in a simplistic manner. And GDPR actually gives a good present all along. And also at the same time, the, the creative uh, uh, products or the creative cream that actually comes from CX can also be preserved because actually it's like a treasure of history. It's like a very good data set extraction which we get all along. I guess there is nothing much about localization here. Much uh, solution, much solutions can actually come into being when actually tech companies and nation states think that there is a need to carefully use data. Much is not connected with globalization. But yes, uh, I guess there's, that's always about a moral purpose which is connected with tech companies, so yes, that's a big issue. Uh, so, uh, just, sure. so just in two minutes if you can just... So, coming back to your question on protect, yeah, data protection, right. So you, you are saying like what should we do, what should be the remedy, the remedy should be something, a domestic law or, an, uh, or a law at the international level. The reason I'm saying is because I just think once uh, uh, a few months back with uh, RBI's narrative with respect to MasterCard's uh, data localization where the, all the amount of data that MasterCard collects will have to be centralized within India, within the boundaries of India, to which MasterCard was, was not very comfortable with the directive. Something in line with your data directive. 
then the answer would be the first one is the better and the right approach, keeping in mind the new data policies being adopted by the countries, and then even the inclusion of the clause that the other countries cannot look into an issue and get the data without any judicial intervention. Now, the first approach, India has not done anything in advancing towards it. Till yet, the companies, the technical, uh, NDRO, the National Technical Research Organization, and the other wings of the, the, the wings of the, uh, the government of India, is monitoring all the internet data. That is why even of, of the NDRO and the other organizations are not available in the online from the government. But if, uh, they have not advanced towards a better data policy and the better data law. Because practically they have got the keys and they are monitoring all the data, RIM, even what is going on in the US server. But very soon, the US government does not cooperate with India and the EU design has itself come up with the new GDPR and they have applied the same design not to get any data to the outside countries. India is going to face problems with the NDIO even on the practical level. So what they have to do, they have to work on such strong legislative uh, remedy by which the companies are bound to have the data centers clearing. Legal technically speaking, when the data centers would be here, one legally the jurisdiction of India would be applied exclusively. There would not be any question of taking any permission or using the laws of the other countries. Second, the data is needed to be in the control of India as a republic, which we could see in the research in motion case was there, but could be in problem and could create some of the another diplomatic and international relations issues. To solve these issues, the better prospect would be only to have a strong data protection law and also asking the companies to have data here. Now, speaking, only finishing in two lines, speaking about the consumer-centric approach, the strong data protection should always keep in mind the individual customers and would also regulate the use of the data by those companies, not only the government security issue. Till yet, the approach of the Indian government has been kind of flawed. Only looking towards the security and the national security issues, but not towards the individualistic consumer centric approach. To which I would also support that India should look towards the consumer centric approach and then the security approach would be taken over by the uh, legislation which are already in the future. Thanks so much, sir. Thanks so much, ma'am, for your. Uh, points. So here we conclude the September edition of the recent talks. But yes, I guess we have a question for the last question we are giving, please. So this, uh, I have a question. So the offset might appear silly since you are better versed in these issues. But when you are really talking about localization of data, uh, how does it actually work? So uh, say if I take for example the Mastercard issue here, you, uh, 
say MasterCard establishes certain data centers in the jurisdiction of India, right? Yeah. And then, uh, uh, for instance, at one point, uh, there's a data overload, and like most of these agencies, what they uh, they go on to do is they dump it, they dump all the cloud data at certain servers. So, say for example, here again you get uh, you have Amazon coming into picture. So, say MasterCard goes on to dump its data in um, AWS. And then uh, again, another hypothesis that the data is actually hacked in an instance. So this again, where does uh, how does localization really happen in that uh, in such a scenario? So if you have the data being hacked from AWS's uh, servers, then Mastercard is also in the picture, whereas the, the localization of data is not really preserved in a sense because Amazon is not uh, is not uh, party to the, the entire agreement, right? But they just the servers is being used for you know storing the data that's uh, you know, beyond its permissible limits for Mastercard. Okay, that's a really nice question. Uh, the thing is like. Uh there is an overlapping responsibility altogether, and the responsibility is of a you know a genealogical nature. I think generally, I don't know how does localization work. Yeah. See, the thing is, like uh, much of the localization is connected with as discussed about serialization. Although uh, serialization is not my area, but my suggestions would be on this that the very concern of privacy comes into in the way that we serialize. Although that's a repetitive thing, but I think it's like uh, it actually connotes with the limitation of users. So here is the thing is like it's not just about uh, see localization should not mean in general. He said localization is about that. When we localize data, it should not actually mean to just uh, close the doors for it. The best uh, solution for it would be to actually understand that. The data itself is connectively protected. Like uh, there has been something called distributed ledger technology. So it has been used in case of refugees in the Middle East, where along with UNCR, I guess, some private companies in UK and European Union actually have created biometric protection for the refugees. Right? Now you have actually created for them. But you're using blockchain as well. They're actually using blockchain how? This is the DL distributed ledger technology. So sorry, it's not DLR, it's DLT, distributed ledger technology. So the DLT is used here, wherein there are blockchain spaces all along. The reader actually revolves around. It actually needs not to be completely exposed in a way to be possessed by somebody, but actually it is utilized in another way. And it stays there. So at the same time, it's everywhere. It's utilized, it needs not to be possessed. And actually, you know, protected as well. But there can be an approach, there can be many innovative approaches to it. Localization should not be about a restrictive approach to just curb data, and neither it should be to actually say, okay, uh, just keep it too open, that actually everybody gets a position on it. The best way is to actually merge things around. Blockchain actually has a way. This, this is one of the blockchain 3.0 revolution, whereas in healthcare, refugee crisis, and even in government solutions, it is being used. So, yeah, innovation has a lot of Talk about it, and that actually like, I can make it into a better perspective on the subject. It was very really nice, the question. So, firstly, I should say this very honestly um, enthusiasm regarding artificial intelligence, education, and law is very important, and I'm very happy. I hope I'm also happy, so I'm also happy that we actually had a very good discussion with you all in the way uh, we were
wish to add on to a few sentences. Yes. Globalization. Yes. Rather than answering the query of that thing, uh, I would like to uh, like uh, even uh, rephrase the question, or I uh, would like to point out something to understand the query itself. Yes. When we talk about the globalization of data, we must keep in mind the technicalities of the internet itself. Why the globalization of data happened, or we can say that. Uh, what this terminology itself speaks of. The point is that the internet is borderless and the data which flows over the internet, which empowers the internet itself, flows borderlessly. But when it goes to any of the, uh, under the control of any commercial company, the companies use it for their use accordingly and according to the laws of that nation. Now, as we move then advance towards the internet, we move towards having the more data flow over the internet. And as we move towards having the more data towards the internet and with the company, the problems, the correlated issues, or as I can say the collateral damages and the collateral issues begin to question up as they begin to pop now, those collateral issues have been dealt by some of the developed nations by their own law. And in absence of, which we are, I, I can't even say anything about that, in absence of any such central mechanism system or in absence of such strong international law, the different countries would deal with the approach according to their own system. So that is the problem, especially over the internet, that the internet itself is the borderless. And internet cannot be owned by one entity or the country itself. The data which flows over also have the same portion to be of independent nature, to be open. But what about those questions which are, uh, what about those problems which are being posed by one individual of a country? protect the subject, to protect the individual of that whole country, the solution which have been created has another created the classification or the boundaries therein, to which we call the globalization of data. The globalization of data now refers when the data is being cross-border and the data when it is coming to one border where the specific laws are to be applied. Yes, I, I talked about in my previous answer that India should have a different kind of law and strong law. Although I am supporting the strong law, but the question of globalization of data and the, even the question of having the strong data protection policy which would ask for the company to have the data centers here, as we talk about these technicalities. And when we know the technicalities better, we would be able to dissect the problem and the elements of the problem itself and if we have the good dissection and the element of those problems we can get the better solutions. So, I have not answered your query I think but still I have answered the solution by which the query should be looked from the length the query should be looked and then the problem solving approach should be kept for the better solutions. Thank you so much sir for your valuable points here.
So thank you. Yeah, thank you. So yeah, really. And here at the end, just some talks formally. Um, we won't be able to address questions due to time constraints, but we are really happy from ICL Apple Super Gradio that we actually got a tremendous support from inside in short time, and we actually are very happy that actually you all interacted in a dynamic way. So that was actually inclusive because in the field of AIFS education and law, uh, we actually didn't see much interaction on the blogging. So we were really happy to know about this, and we really thank you for this. Uh, I would like to add something. Uh, thank you very much for your time, uh, time and also attention. It was uh, really nice to be here and be able to talk to all of you. Due to paucity of time, we will not be able to continue beyond this. But you can always write to us or email us um, uh, about your queries or any other thing. Thank you very much and have a nice day.